First off, you're always welcome to, to be part of the show. We invite you to be part of the show. There's lots of ways to do that. Uh, the simplest way is if you're listening live here, we're here live every every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. You can call us here. we got Sean sitting by at 440-946-9468. Just check the phone line to make sure it's working. It's open. It's ready to go. We, got, we have an open line ready to go here. So 440-946-9468. You can email us, radio at MaximumVP.com. And you can tweet at us. We've got three ways to tweet at us. You can do the company page for at MaximumVP. If you want to reach Jack Mancini, you can do that at at JackMMVP. And for me, it's at Adam Sonhalter. So lots of ways for you to be part of the show, to share some of your experiences and comment on that. Or if you have a question of your own you like to, to, to discuss. You know, Jack, we always talk about how questions. That's what we do day to day. But you know, that's what we also do here on the show is we try to put a how question out there. So our topic tonight is how do you know if you've got what it takes to be a business owner. Great, great question, isn't it? Great how question. And it's something I think people have asked themselves, you know, many from a, from a, maybe a young age have had some thoughts or, or, or ideas about owning a company. And there are different ways you can get into it. You could, you could start a company from scratch. You could buy a company. You could inherit a company. Those are pretty much the ways to, to make it happen, Jack. Am I missing Yeah, anything? no, no. I think those are the, the general ways. So, you know, owning a company, however you get it, either you buy it or, or uh, uh, you, you inherit it or you get it for nothing, that's, that's the best way to get it if you can get them like that, and you can. But the whole idea of owning a company has replaced owning a house as the American dream. There's a big, big demand as you, you know, you, you can't pick up the paper if you do read the paper. You can't go online to get the news, local news or even national news without running across something about entrepreneurism and creating companies, making companies take a product idea and put it into a, a, some kind of a, a company flow. It's what people want to do, and they're often misled, and we're going to get into that a little bit tonight. They're often misled with the the romance of it all, because it is roman romantic. It's very sexy. It's very sexy to own a company. <clears throat> you know, we, we got a lot of stories. Well, I, I won't get into the one where the guy's uh, brothers were looking at 200 companies and not, not making one offer. Uh, why is that? Well, in fact, quite frankly, that might have been, might have been <laughs> a good move for him. But, uh, yes, owning a company is the way to go today if you can do it. And a lot of people think it's easy. They get into it, and they find it isn't easy, and it certainly isn't as romantic as they thought. Unless you know what you're doing, like anything, you're going to be going down a trail of, uh, of disappointment. So anyway, I thought I'd add that. No, that's perfect. <laughs> I, that's a great place to start. Let me just clarify for our listening audience here. When you're referring to romance, Jack, you're not talking about the fact that it's a good way to find a significant other or a spouse, right? Not, that's, not, that's not the romance we're talking about? Uh, well... Not directly. Not That's directly. Right. It, all, it does happen that way often. They're, they're, you know, we see a lot of uh, uh, spouses working together, or they meet there, and all of a sudden things happen. But well, we, uh, we probably have seen more divorce <laughs> than we do. Well, that's not how it starts out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. It seems sorry. to get to that point pretty quick. <laughs> it starts off well-intentioned, but uh, the romance, again, the, the, the romance is more the positive stuff. So, you know, as we're doing prep for the show today, we, you know, um, it's part of the preparation. Did a little you know, searching around. If you Google a phrase, you know, like top reasons to to own or start your own business, and you'll get hundreds or thousands of hits that come back from 
the likes of Entrepreneur Magazine or Inc. Magazine or the Huffington Post, and they'll talk about and focus on this very romance you're talking about, Jack. So what does it sound like when it comes to owning a business? Well, things like freedom. Who doesn't want freedom, Jack? I mean, <laughs> freedom from the shackles freedom. of corporate America or for working for somebody else and a terrible boss you got over here. Whatever. But that freedom to do whatever it is that you want, that's a, that's a fantastic thing to be able to have, right? That's correct, though. So you can be your own boss. I mean, hey, I want to be the man. I'll be the guy calling all the shots, Jack. So being my own boss, that's a very, very... I have nobody else to answer to but, but, but myself. And everyone who starts a business or buys a business starts out with those two key components here. They have freedom, that's for sure, right? They, well, sure. And, so, they, well, and they're going to be the boss. <laughs> no, no, they start yeah. out like that with freedom. But then somebody has to turn on the engine and start, <laughs> to, start running, get a sale, do uh, all those wonderful things right, that involve a small business. Me, By the way... Wait, we, we uh, as I said at the, at the beginning of the show, we're business coaches, and we deal with owners of businesses from 1 to 25 employees. And we're also officially credentialed now, Jack. Can that's that right. We're, we are official. That on, that's on the camera. We, there we, we are right. official. And uh, <laughs> That's media any, credentials I'm talking about. That's, that's correct, right. though. So, yes, wait, where was I? Talking about, you're going to talk about what we do probably day to day. In oh, terms yes, of kind of I'm sorry. Yeah, so we you deal with, up, I'll help you out. Go we ahead. Deal, thank you. We, we deal with uh, owners of small businesses, and we define that from companies that have 1 to 25 employees. Any industry, any subject makes no difference. We can help coach. We probably have coached, and we've been doing this for 15 years or more, and we have helped hundreds of companies kind of get out of this state of how the quandary of how do they move from where they're at to the next issue and how do they solve problems of growing the company and getting employees. And we do all those things under this how company with small businesses. So that's what we're talking tonight about more or less starting a business, but then the conversation is going to drift into to, uh, running that business. And how do you know you as the owner have the right stuff to succeed? And we define success as growing sustainable profits. Anything else, It's uh, you got to scratch your head and say, huh, what are they talking about? <laughs> well, a couple things. I don't want to <laughs> ignore the folks who are looking at perhaps buying a company, Jack, but also the folks that are running it. And, and before you douse that flame of romance, or let me just touch on a few more things. Because I want the folks, especially the folks who are, who are currently running companies, too, to think about this. In terms of ideas, if you can think back in your in your in your your annals, going back to one of your Uh-oh. favorite words you use. Right, not those annals again. Yeah. Right. To the, uh, the, the annals, the recesses of your mind when you first <laughs> kind of started out be, becoming an owner. Yeah, you had you know, freedom and being your own boss for a couple of those. But let me give a couple more that are pretty common that, that, that I found as part of this research. Fire track. away. Uh, flexibility. I like being flexible, you know, kind of get there and stretch things out. Is that a what it bit. is? Have a little yoga. St- uh, yoga. <laughs> yeah, have a yoga studio <laughs> put in your office. <laughs> No, a little <laughs> yoga. You know, is that what you're talking about? Flexibility. No, no, flexibility to be able. Hey, you know, I got a couple of young kids, and I want to be able to go see their game, or take them to practice, or take them to a doctor appointment. So I'm gonna leave during the oh, day. Oh, time kind of flexibility. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. Or hey, I want to be able to kind of go away for a long weekend somewhere, and and <laughs> and, and be able to work from a remote location, or do what I want. But that's that, that freedom thing. That's that freedom thing you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, ties into that. How, how about this one? This is, I think, one most people who have worked somewhere can relate to. <clears throat> I want to be able to choose. My coworkers, Jack. 
Oh yeah. So if I don't like you, I'm not hiring you because I don't. You know, I wouldn't work with you. So I think a lot of people look around their current their current place of employment and say, "Hey, you know, who, who hired this bozo? You know, I, I never want to work with this person. She, she, she's, a, she's a total hack, right?" So I want to be able to choose people I'm going to work with, Jack. That's cool. A, yeah. Nice objective. How about uh, how, how about some work life balance? Oh, that's a very boy. that's a very catchy theme these days. The idea of work life balance. A lot of a lot of owners of companies today feel compelled to talk about that and do it, even though in many cases it really doesn't come from the heart. That's what it is. You know, you want your employees to be the best they can be, and you have to nurture nurture that relationship and encourage them to to balance their their work life. But you don't go as far as being a, a parent and doing it. And you certainly don't do it because you're expected to do it from the unnamed crowds and critics out there. You do it because it makes sense. But you don't hound people and worry about them and worry about their own well-being per se because you can't do much about it. You can encourage them to watch, stress, and make sure that they get things done in their personal life that they have to get done. And if they're good employees, they're going to put the company where it should be put in terms of priorities. And that's really what you're trying to do. Yeah, and everybody has their own definition of it, to your point, Jack. And what does it look like for somebody? And while me on the outside looking in, I might say, hey, that you know, it seems like you're out of balance. But for you, it might be the perfect balance, you know? Right. And with technology these days, it enables us all to be able to uh, get away and still be <coughs> plugged in. Or we can, again, we can literally work from different locations. Again, that could be good or bad. And so we have to be, you know, be aware of it. But the, the ability to have, I think that, again, the, the attraction of, again, we're talking about the whole idea of kind of being the person who's running the company is the ability to choose how I want to define and, and, and pursue my work-life balance. I think a couple more here because I know I want to just frame it because I think this is people as they get kind of started, it will have these ideas and um, uh, I guess closely tied to the whole idea of romance, Jack, would be following your passion oh, take boy. that passion you've got for something and make it into a business that's yeah. enough to carry you about uh <laughs> maybe two weeks don't we yeah don't we hear <laughs> that all no we don't hear it so much once the business owner is sitting in the captain's chair we hear it from all the advisors prior to that person taking on the business follow your passion yes you know i how many people truly think of passion and, and what it means, what it feels like, and what it looks like. Running a business and passion are two of the most incongruent. Is, can I use that big word tonight? Uh, go ahead. Uh, in, incongruent. Uh, <laughs> in, can, you, wait, can you spell that? Wait, no, okay. No, God, don't have me do that. that. No. Uh, you but, can use uh, it. Yeah, wait, no, no, I lost my track. It's incongruent, the idea of passion and running a business. Yeah, passion, passion is you. an overused word that really doesn't have, have the... Uh, the, the the necessary fit for running a small business, and we'll get into that when we come back. Yeah, here. it's not too dissimilar. I mean, leave this before I had to break here. It's not too dissimilar from the idea of 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 being in love or feeling like you're in love. So there's there's a certain passion early on in the relationship that you know. You know I'm going on 20 years of marriage here. I know you've been married. What is it? 46 years, Jack? 47 years? Yeah, somewhere around. So the, 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 it, it evolves to something different. But the, the, the fire and the quote unquote passion is not not the same after after a couple decades. So it's different though. It's not as good or bad. It's just it's just different. So 
got a couple more we'll, we'll touch on. We get the break, but then we'll come back. We'll uh, come also back. talk we'll about back some, some other things. Some other. So I want to leave the passion on the way out. So we got more things to talk about in terms of how do you know if you've got what it takes to be a business owner. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini. And as I've been talking about us, we're coaches, business coaches. All right. All right. We got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, thirteen thirty a.m. 101.5 FM and online, wintradio.com. People call, say, beware, doll, you're bound for All right, we're back at it here on uh, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, welcome back. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're listening to who, Adam? No. Not the who. The boss. The bot, really? Bruce Springsteen. All right, okay. And before we get back into the show, we have a quick thing. We have a public service announcement we want to be able to make here, and this comes uh, for immediate release. It's about the Sister Corita third annual golf outing benefiting the St. Augustine Hunger Center. That's down here in the, on the west side of Cleveland. Those of you who are in the Cleveland area, you probably heard of St. Augustine. They're, they they uh, uh, handle a lot of meals uh, throughout the uh, the, uh, many counties, hundreds of thousands of meals during the course of the year. So it's going to be held at Ridgetop Golf Course in Medina on Saturday, July 21st. If you want to register for that, uh, to participate or donate, you can go online at www.sistercaritagolf.org. So that's sister spelled out S-I-S-T-E-R, Corita, C-O-R-I-T-A, golf, G-O-L-F, dot org. So if you want to uh, be part of that, you're more than welcome to be able to do that. I just want to put that out there for folks. So, all right. So, our our show tonight talking about how do you know if you've got what it takes to be a business owner? We've been kind of talking about some of the fluffy, romantic fluffy stuff. stuff right? That's right. We talked about passion too. That's how that's we left everybody. The passion. They're they're thinking candles and holding hands and romantic dinners, right? That's right. So many of these advisors to wanna be small business owners. Include and write-ups, you know, journalists uh, going after the, uh, uh, the 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 reasons why people start businesses and the like, or they should. They use the word passion, and you got to have a passion for this. What a bunch of crap that is! I, I, that's exactly what it is. You know, you got to get something that's interesting. I don't think many people experience passion in their entire lifetime. So they aren't going to find it starting a business. They're going to find it interesting to start a business. And after they get into it a little bit more, they're, they're going to become educated to it. But the word passion does not usually fit. Hey, I can't wait. I just can't wait to make these glass holders. I, I, you know, I've had a passion for them all my life. It doesn't work like that. People, glass, people glass don't, holders. What's whatever it's going to be. <laughs> That's little good. clocks, little yeah, doilies, right. little whatever it is. But you, but you can certainly enjoy it. That's people, your point, right? People yeah. enjoy it, and they have an interest in yeah. it, or they can make themselves have an interest in it. But arriving at passion, man, that, that is a luxury that not too many of us uh, to truly have. And people who say it, I absolutely disagree with them. Yeah, I've owned a, too many companies and been involved in too many entrepreneurial situations here in my life where... Passion is not the right word, but yet it's used. Give me the word, Adam. Give me a big word that describes volume. Volume. Voluminous? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. I had that one. I I wanted a different one. (laughs) All right. All right. It's it's funny you mentioned that you're talking about this whole idea of passion. You go through, I was going through my history a little bit at a younger age and how 
I was very involved with golf when I was growing up. I played golf for a bunch. I caddied for a bunch of years in that, and I really enjoyed both. You know, I, I enjoyed caddying, being out in the course, and you being enjoyed with some good people. Yeah, yeah. And but the idea of you know going and making that my life. You know, hey, you know, the idea of golf, some in some version, becoming my life. And I was a decent player. You know, I was a single-digit handicap player, but uh, you know, I'd spend some some several hours at the range and beat my brains out, thinking, man, this is like friggin' work. You know, this is not that all of a sudden the the, the it, it wasn't as fun anymore. <coughs> you know. Or the idea of, you know, I started to investigate a little bit, you know, what, you know, what would it mean to be a professional caddy? And just the, the, the odds against even getting on a, you know, on the tour, let alone some other tour, and then all the work that's involved with it, you know. I mean, it's different than, than what my experience was, right? So, so I started to kind of think about, okay, what is this, you know, what that little maybe kernel of a passion or, or, or really interest in something like it's that? It's interest. Interest, interest and passion are not synonymous, that's for sure. At least I, in my definition, it isn't. Well, but the, the 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 idea of the reality of it, at the end of the day, things are going to be worked to a certain extent. You, you, but you want to be able to enjoy what you do, right? You know, so right. if you enjoy it, and so that can come from the actual product or service part of it, right? It can come from uh, the people side of it. If you're a people kind of person and 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 you own a restaurant, you may enjoy not only dealing with your own staff but also the customers that come in. That's that just energizes the heck out of you. Being out there and seeing a bunch of folks that you almost call friends, where they come in once or twice a month, or they're coming in a couple times a week, whatever it might be. That's something that you really enjoy. You know, you're passionate. Again, it's something that again you're having fun. That's part of what you do. You, you like to host and entertain people. So again, it could be misconstrued as hey, this guy is really passionate. This gal's really passionate about what they do. It's like oh, they're just having hey, fun. I got. I wait. I'm going to stand corrected. I got a passion for winding armatures. <laughs> you better stand up then. You're sitting. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. No, that's the first company I bought. It wasn't out of passion. It was bought out of interest and and opportunity and and you know challenge. But not passion. That's what that's what it did. I didn't know what they were. I still don't know what they were. <laughs> I mean, I do. I knew. I know what armatures are. But passion is a, a poorly described word for talking about why entrepreneurs, why people should start or buy a business. Yeah. It's going to be primarily for the reasons I just gave. It's going to be an opportunity, and there's going to be an interest, and you'll get into it. And to Adam's point, it ultimately is going to be a job. You know, you got to, excuse me, again, poor word. It's going to be work. It's going to be something that, that isn't just wonderful all the time, but there's a lot of satisfaction if it's done right and if it's successful, that's for sure. And it's uh, you know, part of the, the thing, I think, let me sort of transition here in terms of, you know, I want to get positive instead of we're kind of trying to knock aside a little bit some of the reasons people will, will say, but, you know, the, there's this term people will use, like the idea of, of a vocation, which is what, okay, I, you know, I kind of get paid to do something versus an avocation of what I, I really just want to do where people may, may volunteer their time later in life. I guess what we're trying to say is, look, if you can find something you enjoy doing and you can make money at it, that's a, that's a, that's the best of both worlds. Because that's where, again, you start to really enjoy it. It's not necessarily passion, but, again, it's something I enjoy doing. And, oh, by the way, I also make a living <laughs> doing this. Okay, that's, that's a pretty neat combination. I, I think... That's people. Are, that's more what they're chasing. It isn't, but it, again, it, it's misconstrued as the whole idea of passion. And it's like it, it's so hard to maintain that. Again, I don't care whether it's been a few weeks or a few months or a few years. Eventually, that that that, that, that flame is gonna is gonna squelch or certainly kind of uh, dim dim down quite a bit. And it doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. It just means hey, you gotta be able to enjoy it. And are you having some fun doing it? Fun's a big part of it because you spend a lot of your waking hours, whether it be actually working in the business or thinking about it and and and, and being aware of it and one of the things I've learned over the years, I really enjoy business. And that was true of my time on Wall Street where I had a chance to work with a lot of different kind of companies. 
But there wasn't any one of those companies that jumped out and said, I, I, I could see myself doing this for the next 30 years. It was just, hey, it was fun being part of their, their company. Was, I, I was intrigued by what they did, how they did it. And it was all across the board. You know, it wasn't an armature winder, but it maybe it was a, a, a catalog company or it was a TV production company or it was a racing car company. Okay, and much like we do day-to-day now with our clients, Jack, I'm, I'm fascinated and really enjoy learning about the nuances of their different businesses. Sure. But also then the ability then to apply what we teach and talk about in terms of how to run those companies and, 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 the, and, the, and the seven keys that we talk about and certain principles to run the company. I find that fun as well. They, they, they get things working and working well. To me, that's where I, it's fun. That's right. It's so, fun, it's interesting, and, and it's fulfilling if done well. Those are, those are more the key words versus passion. Passion is, is hype that is, uh, I think, grossly, grossly overused and emphasized. So people go into a venture like this looking for passion. Uh, <laughs> you're going to find it like that. That's not how passion usually comes about. So, so part of what we want to we want to cover today's show, Jack, as, as we're talking about this, is I want to cover a couple different stories about what kind of prompted this. And part of it was, you've been with uh, clients, either we start with them, or they've kind of lost that that zest for what's going on in the business, or you may have uh, partnerships that are going on where all of a sudden one partner's going one way, one go, going another way, or we've got a lot of transitions that are going on where. Um, again, it's almost kind of somebody's been anointed, like you're, you're going to be the, the new person taking over, and it, it may not be done quite work out the right way. Or people get into that seat of ownership, and, and they're six months, a year, two years into it, and it's kind of like it's really not what they thought. And, and as we're identifying, I think it's a lot of these things we, we, we've highlighted here in the first part of the show as far as their mentality going in was here's what they thought it was going to be like. And they start to realize that many of those things that they thought they were going to get Right. Well, hey, yeah, I, I am my own boss, but really, at the end of the day, I'm I'm at the beck and call of my customers or vendors or or my financing sources, wherever it might be. Right. Or the the flexibility. Well, yeah, flexibility. Well, I'm taking my kid to the doctor at two o'clock on a Monday because I've been working all weekend, or I'm working until ten o'clock that night, or whatever might where might be. Like all of a sudden, what they thought it was, and then the reality of what it what it winds up being, become very different, and it can lead to tremendous frustrations. And the worst case scenario is it can lead to the demise mm. of the business. And so a big part of what we do is we help folks avoid that, help them work through those things, help them discover here's what what it's about. And at the end of the day, if you can't get your mind right, we'll cover here in the second part of the show some of the key aspects and characteristics of success that, that, that we find. I don't care what kind of business you're in, whether you're winding armatures or you're producing movies or you're, or, or you're, or you're delivering, you know, delivering catalogs, whatever it might be, if you're doing these, have these certain basic characteristics, you're going to have success owning a company. That's what, we're, that's what we try to teach our clients, and, and that's what we try to identify when we, when we pick clients to work with is folks that have a lot of those characteristics because we know that, that, that that's the, the right kind of uh, seeds for success, so to speak, and, and be able to be very positive, be very successful when it comes to running and owning a business. Those mm-hmm. are very important things, you know? <coughs> yes, it is. So we'll touch on some of those when we come back because, again, the, the, these are key things. And part of what triggered it, I'll, I'll leave this a, as a tease going out. You know, this was uh, coming off of a lunch we had with a, a, a former client about a, about a week ago. And th- th- this client bought a company and was, you know, we had, a, we had kind of a, a no BS kind of talk with him over lunch about stuff. He was almost kind of whining a little bit about stuff he didn't want to do. And again, getting into business for yourself, thinking, hey, I can do whatever I want to do, and coming to the harsh reality that, hey, at the end of the day, 
There's often things that, well, if you don't want to do it, nobody else does either. Guess who's got to do it? And it's going to fall squarely on your shoulders mm-hmm. as the owner. That's part of that part of that process of understanding what it means to be an owner. So we'll touch on the, some of these stories when we come back from break. So stay tuned to understand. How do you know if you've got what it takes to be a business owner? I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we will see you in a couple of minutes. Here. That's right. We've got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. <laughs> That's right. We're back here live, live and in studio here in Willoughby, Ohio. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And yes, we are live. And we're talking about some pretty neat things like we usually do about small business. And tonight, what are we talking about, Adam? <laughs> talking about how do you know if you've got what it takes to be a business owner? And this is prompted as most of our shows are, folks. And as we go week to week, meet with our clients and former clients and prospects where certain themes will evolve. And uh, I was sharing, uh, coming out of the break, there was a lunch we had last week with a client. And he was coming to the realization that there are certain things he just didn't want to do as part of the business. And has owned this company for about a year. And it's a tough spot because whatever romantic ideas he had about what ownership would be like. And and he was very passionate, Jack, about the company that he bought in terms of the, the, the product and service. And that was really blinded him when he was looking at companies to buy that, hey, kept coming back to this one because I really, really can see myself. And this really, this really fits me, and I'm really excited about it, right? And here we are less than a year into it, Jack, and, and the energy's kind of gone. The, the, the shoulders are slumped. The whining, um, the whining is prevalent. <laughs> whining drives not me the, personally Not, not the good kind of whining either. We're, we aren't pouring bottles of red and white and having some cheese with it. It was the, right. the whining with the WH, uh, I-N, uh, not the W-I-N-E kind. And it just wasn't, it wasn't good. So we had a, let's say, smack them around a little bit. But say, hey, look, this is part of what it's about. And part of what you have, and, you know, one of the, the, the the things that uh, people talk about this whole romantic idea they talk about the high, the, the idea of uh, of being able to uh, be able to grow be able to kind of push yourself and kind of grow right that sounds that sounds real positive right it sure does well here's where we saw a chance for this 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 person to, to to push himself and grow and yet what was he doing he was hunkering down and crossing his arms saying well I really don't like to do that and it's like well. Okay, well, when you, when you have that, so here's, here's a couple of choices you have. There's, a, there's always a combination in, in small business of either time or money. That's what, it, that's what it ultimately comes down to. So you as the owner, do you have more time or more money? And if you have money and you want to hire people, bring people in, bring resources to bear to do the things that you don't like to do, more power to you, you know? And for many of our clients that we've been working with for a while and they're very successful and doing well, Part of their success is they have good profits and good cash flow, and they're able to hire people to do things that they don't want to do anymore. When you're first starting out or early on, chances are you're going to have more time than you are money. And so if you, know, you don't have the ability to kind of put money towards it. So that leaves you with the time to be able to do stuff. And uh, you have to, well, go on. Uh, go and on. so what happens is if you're left off the choice at that point. You have the choice either kind of grit your teeth and bear it and kind of push through it and start to learn about how to do something or figure it out or you can cross your arms and pout and just cross your fingers and and, and click your heels and hope and pray that things will change and get better but so, not do anything about it so he was doing that 
he was doing the pouting and the complaining and the whining about things that had to be done by somebody, and he didn't have enough money to really hire somebody of uh, good, competent value. So it came down to he had to do it himself. Now, he didn't think like that. Well, he, he, he probably said during, uh, during the due diligence of this company before he bought it that he didn't like to sell. Most people get selling a little confused, but, you know, the vision is that he's got to go knock on doors and, and meet a bunch of strangers, and I guess to a degree that, that is true. But he didn't want to do that. And now the reality of the situation required him to do it. So what are you going to do? you gotta, you got to power your way through that whininess or you're going to lose your company. And one of the things we do as coaches is to help people power their way through this whininess. And some make it <clears throat> and they grow as a result of it because the next time they have to do that, it's not as hard. That's usually the case. They still may never like it for the rest of their life, but they do it better. And those kind of things have to be done because they're part of the small business ownership. And when you do power your way through and you do grow, you get a tremendous sense of satisfaction. And so do we. It's funny, all this mentioning of whining, Jack, you reminded me of a, a, a trainer and a coach that I, I found years ago. He focuses more on the healthcare uh, industry. His name is uh, Joe Ty, T-Y-E. And he has something that's that stuck with me for years now. It's the, what he calls the, the, the BMW club. And he has a no BMW policy. Now, he's not referring to the, the, the nice German automobiles of the BMW, Jack. Do you remember, do, do you remember talking about this before? What, what, I do. What, I'm trying to think of uh, what, 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 what those things stand for. BMW. That's an acronym. Mm -hmm. So no bitchers, moaners, and whiners. That's right. All right? That's right. And that, to me, is just absolutely the case when it comes to, to, to you as the owner. That's uh, part of what, you know, just so folks here understand, Part of what Jack and I do day to day is we work with the owners of the company, and we talk to them like this. We talk, it's like we're talking to you right here on the air. We talk to them very directly and help them understand because nobody else is talking to them this way. We have found, yeah, and the, the, the people who work for them aren't talking to them this way because at the end of the day, if you're the owner, you're signing the checks. You know, you're the boss. I'm be very careful what I say to you when when you're the boss. Many other advisors have too much of what we like to refer to, Jack, as a customer service uh, approach where the customer's always right and they're, all, they're <coughs> again, right. still afraid to kind of speak their mind. So we'll talk about the fact that, hey, you can come you can come here to our meetings when we meet with you and, and, and bitch and moan and why about stuff for a little bit, okay, and kind of get it off your chest for a few minutes. That's fine because this is a good place to come bring it because you can't bring it back out there to your team day to day. you got to be positive and upbeat. You can't be – because at the end of the day, people say, well, look, if you're negative and you're feeling down in the dumps, well, how – how am I supposed to feel as, a, as an employee? Well, you yeah. set the culture. You set the, the, the tone for the company. And if you're down and you're negative, then that's how the company's going to be. And you're not going to attract good people. And if you do happen to do that, they're not going to stay with you very long. You've got to be positive. Positive energy is a, a very powerful force. And it's, a, it's opposite brother. Negative energy is just the opposite, obviously. And it takes things down. It takes attitude down. It takes encouragement and, and energy down. So being positive is a big part of success of a small company. And you got to put that hat on or put that mask on when you get out of bed, whatever it is. got to be powered up and ready to, uh, to look at the bright side of things. And <clears throat> you can't blame anyone else when the company kind of uh, is not fun to be at. 
It's not fun. It's not productive. You just don't want to be there. It's up to you to change that. Well, it's a choice you make every day. You always choose your attitude, how you respond to stuff. And so here's a hint. If you're, this is one of our keys, uh, key characteristics for success is, is a positive attitude. So if you, here's a clue, if, if whether you have a positive attitude or not. If you've ever been accused of wah, 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 Debbie Downer, <laughs> if you've been called that, right? Or a negative Nelly. I like that wah, wah, wah. What's that wah, all about? Wah, wah. It's an SNL skit, Saturday Night Live skit called Debbie Downer. I believe it was Rachel Dratch, I think, was the one who did it, where she would be, you know, people have something kind of go on, she'd come in, whatever she says, she'd be, it'd always be negative, right? It'd be like, the greatest things happen in the world, and I said, yeah, but then, wah, 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 and she'd make this crazy face, and she'd be like, she'd always be negative, so you can count on her, to, yeah, no matter how great something was, she'd always she'd suck the, the oxygen donor. right out of the room, oh, right? Okay, yeah, and I so, remember that. So if you've ever been called that, uh, chances are you, you don't have that kind of a positive attitude, it's something you have to adjust and change, and the good news is that that's a choice. Okay, it's a choice. It's a choice you made years ago to be negative. You can now make a choice to be to be positive, and it's it's a choice you can make. But it's one of the things that that's been very very key to it. Another key attribute of success we found to kind of touch on the story <coughs> we're, we're sharing here is is you know, grinding things out, your know, willingness to work through things. Okay, that's an important part to kind of get up because there are a lot of days you, know, you may run into owners and they're they're going to be positive. Folks have positive attitude and they're up there they're grinding away. And it's important to kind of push, push through. Part of the, 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 the romance of the freedom and being your own boss part. Okay, what does that look like in, in the real world? It looks like grinding stuff out. Because often the boss that you used to work for before you, before you got your own thing, he or she was grinding things out too, unbeknownst to you. Because what you're discovering as the boss is that people do not understand nor appreciate what you do day to day. Oh, that great cliche, it's lonely at the top. Where do you think that came from? You know, it, it came from not so much a workforce that understands and empathizes with the, uh, with the owner of the company. Quite frankly, just the opposite in most cases. You know, it came from the boss doing a semi-wine himself. You know, my God, I don't have anybody to talk to. I, it's, it's really a legitimate search for some companionship and and sharing the pressure, if you will, of, of owning a company. Because all the problems ultimately are going to come to you if they can't be solved by your team. So you got to have all the answers because you're the final, final player here, final decision maker. So it's a very important, it's a very important attribute to have that positive attitude and be a grinder and all these things that Adam is talking about. <clears throat> that's all part of success here. Yes, it is. And I'll give one more attribute before I get to another story, Jack. So we talked, you said positive attitude and grinding. And a third one, which is being curious. Being curious, trying to figure things out and be able to learn and, and, and just looking for answers. And so, yeah, you can look anywhere for, to try to find answers. You, you, you can be watching a, watching a show and all of a sudden the answer pops. You can be searching online, you can be reading books, you can be talking to people. But you're, you're, you're constantly curious about how, how stuff works. So... That curiosity, I don't know if that can be learned, Jack. I mean, yeah, that's part of you know, something that we, we look to, to try to find people to have that because it seems to be pretty much innate with people. The people that really who, who I agree with who you, like yeah. to learn, where it's whether they're born with it or it was instilled them at, at a young age. At some point, I think you become hardwired a certain way that, that you, you again you're just curious about stuff. You, you, you know, I really enjoy learning about stuff. I was mentioning earlier in the show, Jack, about 
I'm fascinated to understand how different companies work and the different nuances. I, I find it sure. fun to be able to learn stuff. And there's always neat little nuggets I take out of that stuff. <clears throat> and what's fun, too, with us and, and what we do day to day, we're able to take a lot of those nuggets and apply those to different companies because rarely are those you know, particular nuggets only good for one type of business. They often will apply to other situations as well. And it's fun because it's often those little things. And so if I'm stuck somewhere and if I'm curious and I'm a grinder, right, and I have a positive attitude that I'm going to be able to figure it out, if I combine those things together, all of a sudden I'm going to find a way through it. Now, it may take me a few days or a few weeks or a few months, but I'm going to keep grinding through. I'm going to keep looking over, turning over rocks. I'm going to try to find that answer because I know it's out there somewhere, Jack. So so that that, that curiosity is a, a very, very key thing. It is. And, you know, I was out with somebody uh, the other night, um, and I would say 80% of the talk was done by this person. I know I knew what they did, and it was, quite frankly, very shallow. And, and uh, I, you know, and I know they walked away not having a clue what I did because I was never talking. I was only listening, and the person was totally oblivious to the fact that you learn more when you listen than you do when you're talking. And that's that's a, an attribute. Well, it's not an attribute. It's a characteristic that uh, is not a good one, quite frankly. Yeah, so it's very important. And we have a lot of success stories like that where folks have done these things. You know, we, I shared the story about the, the one uh, former client who was frustrating us last week. I have a couple other stories that are very positive and also a couple other uh, stories, too, I want to share. We've got three more of the success characteristics I want to share <laughs> with you guys before we before we end the show. We're coming to our last break, so we've got three more characteristics we're going to share with you. And you got to see if you're the one, if you got these. Some, again, can be learned, and it's a choice. Some gonna, can. Going to summarize them for the folks? I will when we get back, Jack. We've got to around here more, okay? So stay tuned for that. We're going to talk again about how do you know if you've got what it takes to be a business owner. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're going to get you shaped up so you know what you're doing when you're venturing out in the world here. All right, we got more the last segment of Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. All right, we're back. Hello. We're back. <laughs> Hello, Jack. Hello. We're back live here in Willoughby, listening to the boss man, Bruce Springsteen. And uh, we got our last segment of the show. We're talking about how do you know if you got what it takes to be a business owner. We shared last segment three of the six characteristics I wanted to highlight tonight. There, there aren't just six, but these are six I think are pretty important to tie into what we're talking about here. And we talked about positive attitude, being a grinder, and being curious. Okay. Okay. Let me try to contrast this a little bit with some of the romantic ideas that we talked about in the first segment or two in terms of how people kind of come in and then what the reality of things are going to be. So right, wouldn't, wouldn't one of the things that uh, people would have to have if, if uh, they, they wanted to know what it takes to be in their owner? Wouldn't it be cash? Don't they need a lot of cash? Nope. That's not uh-huh. one of the things. That's a different show, oh. too. we got lots of shows like that, but how to... <laughs> How to Buy a Company When I Have No Money is a great show. If you want to Google that and see it or go to our website, you can see that. That's right. At MaximumVP.com. Our radio shows <laughs> are up there. And you also can can go to uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You'll be able to get that show up there as well. 
We had client uh, several years ago. We had two partners that started a company. They worked together in a big corporation, went and started their own company, doing something that they knew a lot about and enjoyed. I'm not sure they were passionate about it because it was a high science thing. I'm, they certainly I'm pretty it. positive they weren't passionate right. about it. Yeah. But they certainly enjoyed it, and they certainly enjoyed each other. And after about six or seven years, they wound up splitting up, and the one partner bought the other partner out. And it wasn't any animosity. It was a very cordial split. And what it came down to was there's really the one partner had more of what, what we refer to as more of the job mentality. And the other one was more entrepreneurish. And probably one of the simplest ways I can describe this is the job mentality are folks that will count hours. Hey, Jack, you know, gosh, you know, I was working till 730 last night, Jack. Oh, can you believe it? You know, I started it. I started eight. I, I, I almost, almost put a 12-hour day in, That's Jack. a form of a wine, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is, but it's a, it's a mentality of kind of counting hours instead of, you know, you were focusing on before, I think you mentioned earlier in the show, about you know, people's mentality of work-life balance and stuff. And what we're very big on and what our clients are big on, we try to get, get into their heads, is getting stuff done. And oftentimes we miscalculate how long something will take. And that goes both directions. You know, I may sit down to kind of get through something today, and I think it might take me all day. And instead, it takes me all day today, plus another five hours tomorrow, whatever it might be. But I'm grinding through the night to get it done, right? Or maybe it takes me two hours to do it because you know, it went better than I thought, whatever it might be. But the idea of I'm, I'm working to get the job done, whatever that job is, you know, whatever the task I have to get completed today, I'm, I'm working until it's done. I'm, I, I want to do it right. I'm not looking at the clock punching hours or punching the clock so to speak and know what's going on so that 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 mentality is often where people will start to complain they'll whine about hey i'm I'm working late or i'm working i I had to come in on saturday and do this and that versus hey i'm excited i came out saturday i got this stuff done because we're trying this 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 thing finished up we're making this move happen over here or we're reconfiguring you know you know this part of the facility this part of the office hey we we were able to get in and knock the thing out like in four hours instead of being excited about it like that I'm like, gosh, you believe I have to come in and got, you know, on the weekend again, Jack? You know, this is just, it's th- that mentality. Again, it's not the as mentality. badly as grained as the <clears throat> curiosity piece where it's, you know, it gets hardwired, but boy, it seems pretty darn close to that at times where it's hard to beat it out of somebody. Sure. You know, it, it, uh, that, that mentality is, is the culture of the old industrial uh, mindset here, especially in the Cle- Cleveland area, which uh, certainly had its heyday in the industrial area. But those, the thinking of ours, it's embedded. It's embedded in so many minds here. It's going to take generations to get out. But that's very frustrating in today's world of, of uh, work-life balance and flexibility and feeling good. You know, you gotta, you got to be oriented to the job. Some, some jobs or some positions basically have to be there at a, a prescribed hours. But many, many of them do not. And that's how people should be thinking for a, a positive, successful track. That's right. And so if you get those phone calls at 2 o'clock in the morning, okay, you know what? It's part of, it's part of it. It's not necessarily day-to-day, but it, it may happen. Maybe it's part of what you guys do, but you have to be aware of that stuff. Well, our, our partnership for over 15 years has done very well with those 3 o'clock calls that you, you, you pick up. And <laughs> I'm me, still right? sleeping. <laughs> I, get the, I get the discussion the next morning. So that works pretty good. See, part of the beauty of be able to have hearing is <laughs> to take those things out and block out the outside <laughs> world, you know? That's I'll exactly be there someday, right. Jack. That's I'm, exactly I can't wait until right. I get there. <laughs> but th- this, whole, this whole job mentality versus entrepreneur mentality is one of the things that we've seen, Jack, over the years that creates, can create big rifts within within partnerships 
and it's the one who's who, who's got the entrepreneur mentality that gets frustrated by the person with the job mentality because again they, they aren't working together to get things done it's, it's always keeping track keeping tabs and stuff so that's a big thing to make sure you don't have the job mentality let me give you another one that's the, that we saw great success with which is a willingness to try things and and to me that's a, this is and this has come back to, to something we talk about a lot in the show, Jack, which is DISC behavior, <coughs> behavior assessments. And for those S's and C's out there, when I say willingness to try things, it, you're not always going to have the answers or guarantee that things are going to work out. But you got to go anyway. you got to start and try something because where you're at right now doesn't work, so you got to move somewhere. And we had a client that was uh, working for several companies in, in, in an industry he'd known for a while and eventually bought one of them out. And because he, he bought it because he, he, he knew that there was that there was untapped potential with this company and, and, and the boss is just getting in the way. He had a lot of colorful ways to describe what, what, what was wrong with this boss, but wound up buying out this, this company and grew it, you know, grew it by four times in the course of a couple of years. Wound up buying another company he could see that was also had, you know, had this ability and he was able to fancy things very, very creatively. He wasn't worried about necessarily the details. He wanted to try because he could see what would happen. And so he went from, one location that was doing maybe a quarter million or so in sales. He now has three locations doing over $8 million in sales. All in a matter of about four or five years. Great success story. Okay. That's and right. and th- this, this, again, this willingness to try things and, and, and not letting the fact that I don't have all the, all the answers. I, I have the kind of, I have it framed out, Jack. I kind of, kind of have a good idea. I can see what has to happen. But I don't have all the details planned out. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push forward with this because I, you know, I can see it kind of happen. So that, that willingness to be able to kind of try things. Is yeah, willingness, confidence, you know. The, the, the confidence basically is the big driver for that. And, hey, what do I got to lose? You know, very comfortable wearing that hat because the experience he's had has told him that these things aren't going to go that bad no matter what. We like to use the uh, uh, example of rolling up cardboard and sleeping under a bridge. That's the worst thing that can happen. So let's move from that low point. You know, is that likely to happen? No. So, you know, you have to have that willingness and you have to have that confidence. And if you do, a lot of great things are going to happen in your life. Yes, Sarah. Let me give you one more before we, before we get up. We have a couple more minutes to go on the show here, Jack. One more. This is a big one, okay? You know, people, I think, probably miss this thing quite a bit. And that is humility. Okay, what I mean by that is knowing that you don't have all the answers. And so a common theme we see amongst our clients, or the fact that, 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 that they're clients of ours, that, that, that they're, they're utilizing a business coach tells you a lot right there. But quite a few of them are also involved in different groups or other trainings that they go to. So they've, they're, they're involved in things like 20 groups, or they've gone to the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program, or they're involved in Vistage groups, okay? So they're, they're constantly out there, and this, again, ties back to curiosity a little bit. But again, to me, it's humility. So the, the, the ability to admit that, hey, I don't know it all. You know, that's, again, can be almost kind of counter, I think, to what people may view the owner as. Because, again, when you're working, working for somebody, you figure she's got all the answers, right, Jack? So I, I ask her the questions, like, go to the Magic 8 Ball, shake <laughs> it up, and bam, here's the answer. That's how people think. I agree. That's how employee, many, many employees think that way. That's right. So do you have humility? Do you have the ability to admit that you don't necessarily know everything? And want to go? And that doesn't stop you from going to find the answers because you know you want to get the answer. But realizing that you don't have to quite, quite figure it out all on your own, because that's again you mentioned lonely at the top in the last segment, Jack. That's part of how it becomes lonely at the top. If you start to uh, you know wall yourself off in the outside world, or you're being afraid of asking you know a, a quote unquote stupid question versus 
being stupid and not asking the questions and, and trying to figure things out because people want to help. There are a lot of, there are a lot of places to go get help. Uh, that's a big deal. And that's part of why we started the show a couple of years ago, Jack. We want to be able to kind of help get things out there, make people aware of certain stuff like that. So there, there are key things that, again, if you're trying to answer that question that we have for the show today, is, which is how do you know if you've got what it takes to be a business owner, if you have some of these characteristics. Again, these are, these are just a half a dozen, but these are, these are a key half dozen. And if you're missing one or two of these six, chances are if you haven't started the company yet or you haven't gone to join it or buy it or take it over, um, you know, maybe you, you shouldn't yet. Or if you're currently running a company and you're missing some of these, you got something to work on here. So let me sure. just sure think. Think of what's been said tonight and what's been talked about, and those characteristics you should be able to comfortably check them off if you got them, and if you do have them, your chances for success, defined as growing sustainable profits, are high, and that's what you're after, and that's what we're trying to convey to you tonight. That's right. Those are very important things to stick with, and if you have them, again, and that's part of why we're here. Go find some help. So let me just touch them real quick, and then we we got less than a minute to go here. So not having a job. Well, let me go on the order I went. So the positive attitude, <laughs> being a grinder, being curious, not having a job mentality, having a willingness to try things, and having humility. Those are the six. If you got them, you're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you can learn some of them and figure it out. But th that's all the time we got for today's show. It's been great. We appreciate you being part of the show again today. Hope you enjoyed it. We're here every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, for an hour. If you want to get a hold of us in between, shoot us an email, radio at MaximumBP.com, or you can give us a call, 877-849-0670. Again, if you missed any part of the show, head to our website, MaximumBP.com. Mm -hmm. we got a radio shows tab there. You can go to iTunes and subscribe to our, to our podcast there. And when you do, please leave us, a, uh, leave us a review. So you can learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. If you got them, smoke them, Adam. <laughs>